A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, I'll say this for for Donald J. Trump. Yes. You must be boiling in that sweatshirt. Oh, my goodness. No, I like it. Okay. I will say one thing for Donald J. Trump. He is... He is... Not afraid to make it interesting. Anybody yeah. else? I mean... My goodness, that is absolutely I will remarkable. say another thing about Donald Trump is I'm not surprised he has trouble retaining lawyers. You're correct. <laughs> correct. And I'm also not surprised that authors love him. Oh, yeah. I mean... And man, reporters. He'll tell you anything. If you get in the room with him and you're being complimentary, apparently he just says, like, whatever. Yeah. And regardless, even... The, I mean, he must know... That when he says when he tells Bob Woodard that he likes to downplay the COVID thing, and I get it, but he he's got to know how Woodward's going to use that. Oh yeah, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. You know what? I bet you he's thrilled Woodward uses like that because at least he still gets he's getting attention. He just he wants to be in the news cycle. And actually, for right now, it's working because you haven't heard much from DeSantis now in ten days. And I don't like what I have heard from DeSantis. Yeah, no, he's... He uh, visited the border with Bill Malugin. They flew around in a helicopter and did all these photo ops with him in, like, cool sunglasses. Yeah. And And they they had this tweet. Team DeSantis had this tweet. This is the worst thing. This is up there with the Nikki Haley, like, we kick back and we've got high heels. Like, terrible one-liners that I can't stand. Is um, Team DeSantis tweeted out with like this picture of him in front of a helicopter with his like aviator sunglasses. It says, "Mission: Stop the invasion. Status: Critical. Lead: Ron DeSantis." Like, oh, don't do that. Oh, stop it. <laughs> don't do that. The terrible, corny NFTs that Trump put out are not as bad as that. No. No, like that's terrible. He can't. He can't do that. By the way, he I want to fire whatever person did that because that's awful. And like, I know they were trying to get like good publicity by going down to the border, but like, just don't like. Uh, I can't. 
do this. I'm right. also like a little bit. I kind of feel like there's a little bit of trying too hard with the stuff with the border. Like, have you seen the policy proposals that he's put forward about the border? No. Like, he says we're going to, like, invade Mexico to attack the cartels. What are you gesturing about? The, the computer is just so loud. Okay. It's I'm so sorry. loud. Because I don't know if today it's possible right now that we are on. By the way, this is the Burn Barrel podcast. Mm-hmm. Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. I am Tom. You guys know me. Uh, this is Alice Shattuck. And that is her loud computer, which was our third chair. Is the <laughs> loud computer. So, as of right now, we may be having a stint of the burn barrel on um, WTIC. Okay. So, I just want to set that up because right now we might be on right after my show. Oh, wow. Right now. So, that's what's going on. So, Gordy, I apologize uh, to my normal WTIC audience that history you're hearing. Is uh, you'd think it was a distant 747. It's not. <laughs> it's Alice's computer. It's not her fault. It's because it's hot and we're running video. Uh, video. We are running four HD video cameras right. off of this computer, so it makes noise. Right, but if it's official that we're going to be pairing with a BTIC for a little bit, then we will switch to the other computer. Okay. The Tommy New Hampshire computer, which I've been quite enjoying. It's such it's so nice to have a fast machine. Wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but he was doing these, like, policy proposals about the border, including that we're, like, going to go send the army to fight the cartels in Mexico mm-hmm. and stuff. And, I mean, some of the I standard, don't hate that. I know, but I just, I feel like he's trying to out-Trump Trump a little bit. Well, he is. He's playing exactly in Trump's lane. He says he's going to build the wall using taxing remittances, which, like, that's good policy. That's a... That's a conservative thing been for a while. It's been a conservative yeah, thing for I mean, a while. But so no, he's playing exactly... He's taking every one of Trump's um, policy positions. Right. So he's exactly in his lane, except that he's more competent. That's the idea. And he's not under arrest. Yeah. That's what, so that's what he's banking everything on. Here's a full on. list. He says mass deportations. He says Trump didn't deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Border wall funded by taxing remittances. Cut off federal funding of NGOs. I do like that, actually. And, I do like that, too. And catch and release. Terminate all Biden administration executive authorities and the use of parole. I mean, that would happen regardless, but okay. Reject interpretation of U.S. law that migrants who have entered the U.S. must be allowed to be processed. Uh, he pushes to end birthright citizenship. Change the rules of engagement versus cartels and smugglers. Deputize state and local law enforcement to enforce immigration law. Declare a national emergency day one. So, and then he had more. But yeah, he said we're going to like go fight the cartels in Mexico. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I think that's that all of that is pretty much sound. Um, but the hardo looks with the with the pictures in helicopters and stuff. You're right. That's just very cringeworthy, which is, is, is not a good sign. Um, that means that he's getting the consultant class is sitting in the room with him and coaching him up when the the team he had in Florida is who what was the team that was working. Right. You know, and some of them are uh, have moved to the to, to the campaign. Mm-hmm. But no, this the hardo thing that should not he cannot seem inauthentic. It's not going to work. He can't. If anybody who's seen trying to be uh, trying to be Trumpy, we they were all 
demolished in 2016. Right. He's kind of doing the Marco Rubio thing a little yeah. bit, I think, to seem like a cool guy or whatever. Right. Well, yes. In, in During the debates, all of them, at one point or another, tried to out-Trump Trump. Trump mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, and like... I guess what I'm saying when I say he's trying to like out Trump Trump on the border policy stuff is it's like I think a lot of people recognize that Trump said he was going to do stuff that nobody would say out loud. Like nobody would say build a wall pre-Trump. Now everybody says build a wall. So it's like not even an edgy thing to say anymore. But I think people forget like how outrageous people thought it was eight years ago. Especially when, because it was Trump. When Trump said, we'll build a wall. Everyone was like, "That that's ridiculous. That won't work. You can't build a wall. That's crazy. Right. People will just build a higher ladder. Right. Like, it was all, like, people acted like that was the craziest idea was like, they had ever yeah. heard of. And now, essentially, every GOP candidate believes we need some kind of physical barrier along at least parts of the border. Well, it's it's absolute common sense that you yeah. have that. But as far as uh, DeSantis again, also, like, why are you palling around with Bill Malugin? It's not, it's not a good look. And well, also, he knows people like Bill Malugin. Right, right. But also, <laughs> Malugin towers over him. And that's how they're painting him as a short guy. And that's those shots are only going to get worse. People will do whatever they can, including using Photoshop and AI, whatever, to make DeSantis look undersized. So don't hang around with huge, tall people in the desert. <laughs> I don't... I, I under, He's not any... T- I just think this is, this is a mistake. This is a mis- mistake. You saw... Um, the earned media that RFK got the other day. Right. And for the, like the three videos. But DeSantis doesn't look like that. I, well, you're right. I'm not <laughs> saying everybody has to go shirtless and lift. That's not what to do. But do your own equivalent of that. Do something that's a spectacle. Something that's, that's, that's shows uh, like a, you're actually doing something. Right. I understand that, that, that DeSantis is visiting the border. I understand he's a tough guy. But these huge feats of, of of competence are one of the things that people like about him. He one that he can he blows away the woke stuff. Just mm-hmm. get in there, find. But out. it's much better for him, I think, and I understand that he probably feels like being a governor. He doesn't have as much of like the border and foreign policy chops on stuff, right? But the winning. Thing for him to be doing is doing really impressive stuff in Florida. Yes. And like actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Rebuild the bridge in three days. Everyone likes that. Yes. You know, take away Disney's special deal. Everyone likes that. Get the porn books out of the schools. Everyone likes that. And then you're showing, not telling. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me what you're going to do. Like, just. Just do stuff. And it is impressive. And that I mean, that's obviously an advantage incumbent presidents have, right? It's one of the reasons why, you know, it always is better to be the incumbent in a race is because you can be seen actually doing the job. And I think DeSantis is at his best when he is seen actually doing the job because and this is why I've always said, even this whole time when I've liked DeSantis, that like, you know, the only real test, though, is actually doing the campaign. He so far is not super impressive a campaigner and like it's been cringy and 
Trump. I don't know if it's been that cringy. Mm. I, I mean, people said he, he he was mean to reporters in New Hampshire. I think all oh, that's fine. No, no, no. I think that stuff's fine. But I don't like this stuff. And I don't like... Although I don't is... like... He's trying to walk the line a little bit well, on let, Ukraine. Let, and let... I also don't like that. He was trying yeah. to take questions on that in New Hampshire today also. And was very waffly. Let Trump's me... answers on that, though, sometimes dumb but this is like what the takeaway should be from the wall thing right like is it sometimes you need to say the dumb easy answer that makes a good sound bite and is something people remember and is like a common sense thing like build a wall right or we want the war to end in ukraine or we should get europe to pay their fair share in ukraine why are we doing 90 percent of the funding of this war right like these are things Trump says about Ukraine that DeSantis is waffly on. You know what I mean? Like, and that's it. I find it frustrating because he's like on the issue where Trump already carved out this space about the border and the wall and everything. He's willing to be like Mr. Tough Guy. Mm -hmm. But on the issue where it's hard because this is an issue where there's pushback right now, which is the Ukraine thing. And it's an issue where it makes people very nervous that he's just another establishment guy, the Ukraine thing, right? Yeah, he's but didn't not he willing the to Tucker be questionnaire saying that it's a foreign war that we shouldn't be. Yeah. Involved? So, but he, people are like, "What do you want to do about Ukraine?" And he's like, "Well, we need to make sure that we're protecting the U.S. first, okay? But like, what should we do about Ukraine?" Like, Trump's answer on that is better. I'm sorry, his answer at the CNN town hall on that was better. And that's an issue that's front of mind for people, you know? Well, so I, I am also squishy on Ukraine because I, I think I, I, I'm i of two minds on it. Um, I, I do think it's good to degrade Russia's forces. And I do think it's good to help repel Russia from Ukraine. But we're also paying for the demolition of Ukraine. Right. Uh, I mean, somebody needs to start negotiating something And Ukraine is corrupt as heck too sure of, yes. which like so we're burning a lot of cash there too i assume yeah you know and every time we do this where we send bajillions of weapons places a lot of times they do end up pointed back at us by some other group yeah, later on like... i mean like yeah but i'm just saying like that all has to like factor into the equation here yeah and uh, but yeah i mean i get it on the ukraine stuff but i'm also I don't know. And Steve gave me a hard time for saying, like, I'm not a Putin fan, but I do feel like there's elements of the right that kind of are. Yeah. Well, that, like lean towards that more so than I do. That's why Putin I feel has never I have said LGBTQIA+. That's true. And that's refreshing. That's where <laughs> we are in 2023. Yeah. He's a serious person. At least, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. That. You're about to see a dead Burgoyne, whatever the guy's name is. Burgoyne. Yeah, he is Sayonara, dude. Oh, what a fool! Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, but let me. Well, let me ask you. Can I say one move on tiny thing that I Ukraine. do? Can I say one I, tiny I, thing that I like about DeSantis sure. right now this week, even though I've just trashed him with mm -hmm. lots of criticism. I criticize him because I like him. Aren't I want you floating him to, back over to Team Trump. I want him to do better. That's why I criticize him. Mm -hmm. You know, calling balls and strikes. He is a listener. You know, so I need him to up his game a little bit here. 
Love I think he can well, do better. Let but me ask you a let question. me tell him oh. one. Th- let me tell you one thing that I do like that happened this week is that um, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink mm-hmm. has come out and said that um, he's now because uh, Florida pulled two billion dollars in assets from BlackRock as part of their anti ESG thing. Mm-hmm. They're no longer investing any state funds in ESG companies. Larry Fink of BlackRock has said he's no longer using the term ESG because it's politically weaponized and he's ashamed to be a part of the ESG political Whoa. debate. Well, wait, what does that mean? Ashamed to be a part of the debate? He says, when I write my investment letters, it was not intended to be a political statement. They were written to identify long-term issues to our long-term investors. He says that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' decision to pull $2 billion in assets hurt his firm in 2022. Uh, but said his company, his company had his best year, blah, blah, blah. But like the stuff DeSantis does makes, puts real pressure on these companies. Mm. You know, he pulled real actual money out of their company. I mean, I understand he pulled out $2 billion. They had net cash flow of $200 billion, right? So it's a drop in the bucket, but like, it's not nothing. That's not nothing on their bottom line. And it does hurt them, and it makes them, like Bud Light, want to, no matter what the psychos in their HR department think, it makes the people running the company and doing the finance, like Bud Light, want to pull back out of these mm-hmm. conversations and not be doing social justice crap anymore. Well, I mean, Bud Light you know? sponsored parades. Oh, know. sure. Everybody sponsors parades. Right. But... It's good that people like Ron DeSantis, and I'm sure BlackRock sponsored parade floats. I mean, their logo is still rainbow, whatever. But, like, they should be worried on the other side. Because they're very scared of the left. And if they do the wrong thing, the left will be mad at them and boycott them. But Ron DeSantis does real stuff that gives them hesitation about some of these things. And he would be able to do more of that if he were president. And I like that. Right. And that's something I don't think Trump cares about at all. Like, Trump will say everything woke goes to bleep. But fundamentally, he told people not to stop drinking Bud Light. He told uh, yes. people not to go after Disney. Mm-hmm. He probably would tell people not to be mean to the ESG companies like poor little BlackRock that's being bullied well, by Ron know, He was simply taking a position, a different position than the meatball. You know, he, he yeah, but but that's but my but I think I think Trump doesn't fundamentally care if Dylan Mulvaney does the. I think it, you're yeah. right. He's culturally very liberal, open to stuff. He's he's yeah. no problem with the gay community. I wouldn't be I'd be shocked if the trump brand hasn't been in in rainbow color like, he doesn't give a crap but um but um yeah he doesn't hmm. actually like care about the no. woke stuff you know but and, well, and how, I th- how about this for mm-hmm. hypothesis yeah how about this how about that desantis's photo op with the hardo stuff coming out of the chopper you know code name alpha dog whatever mm-hmm how about what if status critical right what if the campaign knew that it would be made fun of but they just so need some attention that anything goes right now and it doesn't get attention on the fact that he went to the border and here are his border policies right so yeah he's a short hardo but he did he was at the <laughs> so border. is tom cruise and everybody likes him no they don't <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they see his movie anyway. Yes. Uh, every well, he could his be movie embraced about being a short heart out. <laughs> yeah. He he could be embraced if he opened up, I think his uh life a little bit more. Um so so uh, let's let's play this Trump stuff. This is okay. him at Bedminster absolutely having a ball showing his collection right. of top secret So this is what we heard about is in evidence which obviously they have now leaked to CNN because of course that's what the DOJ does. Um and is it the DOJ? Is that who's doing it? I forget. Anyway, yes. but they have leaked this to CNN and um so now we have the audio of Trump showing the classified materials Bitch. to the Sick author. people. That, but, was, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started they, right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying right. to overthrow yeah. your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. That's a paper. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. By the way, just so you know, the the mm -hmm. rule was that the Herald is that the person can you say off to, the record. You they had to wait until the reporter agreed to right. make it off the record. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Wait a minute. Let's see here. The thing is, is that Trump is thoroughly enjoying himself at this moment. Oh, yeah. He's, this is why he wanted the documents, so you could show people cool stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Except it is like highly confidential yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. You attack, and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, <laughs> send it, email. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, yeah, yeah. the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying because we were talking about it, and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? He said the papers. Oh, this was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out. Yeah. as president, I could have declassified yeah. it. No, I can't, you know, but this is yeah, classified. Yeah, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. I mean, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's incredible. You. Right? No, hey, bring some, uh, bring some bring some cokes in, please. Is he playing Trump? <laughs> bring some <laughs> I cokes in, please. It's cool. Yeah. He, I, I I like this because I know what he's doing, I, and right. I can. This is like how I thought he would kind of be. It is also possible that she's sitting across the desk from him and can't see anything. That still would mean if they're highly classified that he shouldn't have them. Right. Right. So, I mean, he's done the prosecution's case here very well. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know what'll happen. I mean, what, what he's got back, what he's got now. What's still missing from this recording, at least I haven't, maybe it's in some other clip somewhere that I haven't seen, is what they said in the indictment that he said, where he said, like, I could have declassified these when I was president, but now I can't. I think he, didn't he just say that? 
He said this is very secret. See, as president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't, you know, but this is still a oh, secret. Okay. And then the staffer said, now we have a problem. Oh, that, that was in this? I, yeah. I missed it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, craziness. Yeah, well. Uh, like, how do you do that good a job? Like saying all the things that the prosecution needs you to say in a video when you or in a recording when you know you're being recorded. He likes to make it interesting. <laughs> I mean, okay. So it's <sighs> and this is part of the, the thing with this. The hold on. Just writing my notes for my show notes. So this is the, the, the challenge now is this. So now he has to fall back on, well, Hillary did the same thing. And yeah. and it's true. And it is one kind of justice for one person, another for another. There's taking the stick mm-hmm. of the screws to Donald Trump. That's absolutely true. But in, but the America Ireland's not going to care. He's like, yeah, it might be true, but I'm screw- yeah, taking the they're screws. They're not going to ask the jury that in the jury instructions. By the way, do you think this is better or worse than what Hillary Clinton did? That's not going to be a part of what they tell the jury to deliberate on. They're going to ask them very specific questions. Things like, do you think Donald Trump knew that he had not declassified these when he took them from office and showed it to the reporter? And they're going to have to listen to that recording and say, yeah, I think he knew that he didn't declassify it because he just said that he didn't. And for supporters, <clears throat> this once again... What is possibly that brightly lit in our hallway? What is it? Oh, they turned on their Paddington lamp right outside the door. Oh, I know they Okay. <laughs> Little lamp. So here's the other thing. Okay. Now, if you're a supporter now, this puts mm-hmm. you in a position of having to try to explain away this. And that's the thing you get with Trump that you don't get with most other candidates. You've got to now explain a way. You've got to do put work into instead of saying how good he's doing something or saying talking about a policy proposal. Mm-hmm. You've now got to do X's and O's uh, in his Bedminster show-off session about all his cool documents. You he have had. to research what the Presidential Records Act right. means to you and the court cases on it, so that you can talk about why you should vote for Trump. Right, and like, and for me, that for me being somebody who's on the radio. That's a pain, right? Because I'm a, a I'm a supporter of Trump currently, because the Justice Department and so many the intel and the administrative state has undermined him, has persecuted him, and is now prosecuting him. And I think it's wholly unfair. And I think that he should be supported so that he has a chance, and hopefully at some point could vanquish some of these people. Mm-hmm. But. He's not making it easy. I mean, unless, of course, once again, he's thrilled right now that people are getting this audio. This audio is the most popular audio. It's been playing on CNN for the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So he might get high off of all the attention. But as somebody who wants a president, wants a nominee who actually can be president, knowing that this kind of thing degrades his support, is... Guiling. Right. So, yeah, we'll see exactly where this goes, but he likes to keep it interesting. He sure does. He sure does. Um, sick people. I hear you, Donald. I hear you. Very cool. Very cool. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you see the Lance Armstrong discourse by chance? No. I was happily uh, not on the Lance Armstrong bandwagon <laughs> ever. I thought there was something for DBs. Well, you might have to change your mind. Oh, Sarah Rao. Yeah. Uh, she's mad at him. The left is all mad at him because, and I do find this a bit obnoxious of him, but he's decided that as a former canceled athlete himself, which, uh, I mean, canceled cheating, you know, I don't know. Um, he's the perfect person to host a bunch of podcasts with quote unquote experts to determine the truth of the transgender athlete debate. Oh, cool. All right. So he's now hosting. He's had now, he's now put out two episodes yesterday and today, one with Caitlyn Jenner and one with somebody named Roger Pielke something. I don't know what he's about, but anyway, but, um, you know, Lance Armstrong has been tweeting and saying that, um, essentially like, how come you can't debate this? And that's like what Sarah Rao is mad at him about. He said, um, the tweet they're upset about, is there not a world in which one can be supportive of the transgender community and curious about the fairness of trans athletes in sport, yet not be labeled a transphobe or a bigot as we ask questions? Do we yet know the answers and do we even want to know the answers? And uh, Sarah Rao says that is uh, an attack on the trans community and that his hateful tweets are more evidence of the normalization of transphobia in America. (laughs) because he's saying you know essentially like we should ask these questions and have like an honest conversation about it well and that is good and her her response of course is is very typical it's everything everything like we talked about last night with the the church in enfield anything said any opinion that's not completely compliant with the doctrine the trans doctrine of the day is considered literally an attack on them exactly and threats and hate that's mm-hmm. H8. Yeah, his right. hateful tweets are evidence of the normalization of transphobia in America. Um, and that's really, I mean, that's all I tweeted. Like I say, he's put out two episodes of this podcast talking about athletes in sports and, you know, whether or not it's fair. And essentially said, how come we can't even talk about whether or it's sure. fair? <laughs> so, by the way, another thing that's been going on is the, um, the, uh, Supreme Court at any time now. I guess it hasn't happened yet. It would have happened today. Mm-hmm. Is the um, college loan forgiveness and yeah. debt forgiveness. And-, and what's happening either way, regardless of what the Supreme Court rules, is that this fall the payments are going to resume for people. Right. Which I'm being told from all, all of these people who are, who, are, um, who are up at the Supreme Court protesting, it's an unfair burden. The weight of the loans upon them or hurts and um they find it really difficult the these people who are complaining are absolutely remarkable you've got to be a desensitized just absolute blind detached person hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right i'll do it 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you are seriously going to demand that somebody who possibly didn't go to college, couldn't go to college, did the right thing and saved money, to, is going to pay for you. It's another reason why if, if the Republicans have anything at all, if, if they hadn't choked up or coughed up, really it was Trump, the Senate, that I would say impeach this guy for this immediately. Immediately. Oh, yeah. He knows it's unconstitutional. It's actually extremely divisive. It, it Just toss him out of there. It's just absolutely gross. And to have people, I've always said my, I've always said that if you, you can, you can get the money back if you can return to college, mm-hmm. and in if you can't, then no. But actually, it was Iowa Hawk, Iowa Hawk blog had something like that 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 if you get loan forgiveness, then you shouldn't be able to put a college on your resume <laughs> or um, get a job in that field. And that's also right. fair for me. Right. They should also get some of this money back from the colleges. Because sure, take it up with them. Colleges are way too freewheeling with this money. The irony of that particular guy who's in the Forbes article with mm-hmm. his three kids and his job as an adjunct professor telling us that he absolutely cannot pay back his $177,000 We're shocked he looks like debt. a member of Pearl Jam with long hair. Uh the irony is too is that he's like working for a university as an adjunct professor. Let's read, let's read it, making, shall we? but yeah. I just want to throw okay. one thought out there that I, as I was reflecting on this, I'll let you read some of it, or I can read some of it. Read. But as I was reflecting on this today, one of the craziest things about this to me is he actually works for the university too, and like sees how much money they're spending on. Like all these administrators and DEI coordinators and buildings and fancy athletic centers and like all the other stuff that colleges spend money on that is not paying teachers. And like he makes not enough at his adjunct professor job to pay back his student loans. Like it's almost sad in a way, but like you should at that point hate the education higher education system so much that you would not be in there working for them that's like mind-boggling to me that you still want to work for them with that having learned this lesson or you should have learned this lesson anyway but yeah this guy uh this article is entitled restart of student loan payments weighs on those with high balances and so the supreme court decision isn't even going to help this guy because he owes one hundred and seventy seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars so the twenty thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket and well, his payments are going to start again he, st- he still shouldn't get it 
Yeah, he still shouldn't get it, but his payments are going to start up again, and he is screwed. Oh, so, well, he's, I assume he's been saving up. I know. He hasn't had to make payments in several years due to COVID. Um, <clears throat> he's worried about the pending resumption of his payments this fall. It affects everything. It affects even the things I do with my children and the fact that I may never be able to own a house, he says. Everybody First we- of all, would you, as a bank, loan this guy to get a house? <laughs> No, because he's not for paying back money that you he's a borrow. <laughs> yeah, it affects so, everything. All this behavior by some un- unknown entity are out there is affecting everything. Also, a Look lot in of- the mirror, dude, affecting everything. Yeah, that's you. He didn't get hit by the bus, the uh, student loan debt bus out of nowhere. He went and paid for one semester, and then another semester, and then another semester, and then another semester, and then another one. Right, and, and signed one. the things, and most of his debt's from right. graduate school, which means he was actually an adult when he did it. He wasn't like yes. some innocent 17-year-old who didn't know, right? Which is what they always try and say. Also, a lot of people don't own houses with and without student debt, and you're asking them to pay it off. So what? Right. The fact that I may never be able to own a house, he says. Everybody you talk to who has significant student loans says the same thing, that these loans are kind of like this big weight that we carry around our necks that prevent us from actually doing well. So this is great. So we're going to about to find out what his degree is in. But the funny thing is these these debts were like kind of a big weight that we carry around our necks that prevent us from actually doing well. Yeah, well, so these, I can't pay it back that I, I can't saying, do well These weights that weight. I was saying that that suddenly came out of nowhere and then got its way around his neck. Mm-hmm. If this weight was paying him 500 grand a year, would he be giving us dividends? Or would he say later? Yeah, of course. Right. He wouldn't need his ta- fellow taxpayer if you're doing well, and he could give to damn... But the, these weights, it's all you because... And also, by the way... This is another example. This guy's in his 30s. He could get out from under this and get out and do end these weights that are around his neck. He mm-hmm. could get rid of them. But he doesn't want to have to change his life to do right. it. He doesn't want to do a different job that pays right. more money or anything right. like that. He just wants everything here and everything over here. And if he doesn't get it, then it's a weight around his neck. Right. He took out $88,000 in student loans during his journey through higher ed, which started in community college. Oh, journey and, is a, is a <laughs> magical and mystical word, isn't and it? And culminated with a magical... What does journey mean, Alice? It means... Uh, aimless... Um, Nobody trek. talks about their journey through an engineering program, put it that way. That, right, right. <laughs> it, it's his blind trek, his meandering through mediocrity and, uh, and lower... Cl- Which started in community college and culminated with a master's degree in applied anthropology from Portland State University in 2014. He racked up most of that debt during graduate school, where the amount students can borrow from Uncle Sam is far greater. Since then, he's earned a modest income as an adjunct professor and freelance digital media creator, supplemented when needed by other odd jobs. What does freelance digital media creator mean? It means like what we do? No. That means he's not doing anything in that field. Right. Freelance digital media creator. <sighs> um, supplemented when needed by other odd jobs. He's now also driving for DoorDash. That's the closest thing to a wait, real wait, wait, job. Supplemented that's on- when needed? Seems to me it's needed. Yeah. Are there times when he didn't need it? I don't know. 
Um, so yeah, so just to think about this, he got his master's degree in 2014 and he has, what am I smelling that the kids? What does that smell, sir? Anson. Anson, what did you spray or something? Okay. I'll ask. Yeah. Um, so that's uh seven more than seven years ago now. Well just or not seven. Is that right? I can't do math right now. Nine years ago. Sorry. Right. That's Back nine when he years was just ago. thirty. Yeah. So he graduated with his master's degree when he was thirty and he's still not doing a full time job almost a decade later? Correct. He's got a nine-year-old and three teenagers. Oh. my! I mean, so let's think about this. So he already had at least two. He essentially had three kids even when he graduated with the master's degree. Yes. But he already had two kids that were several years old when he was taking out the loans for his graduate degree. He was degree. on his journey, Alice. He was on his journey. So he had three kids. Mm-hmm. And he was taking out more loans. We're told in this article, the bulk of that $88,000, he was borrowing to get himself a master's degree in applied anthropology. If uh, you have three kids, your question? master's degree in applied anthropology journey should be winding down and coming to a close. What did I ask you about anthropology this morning? What it is? Correct. And I've already forgotten. What is it? It's a study of humans. So, oh, okay. Um, I mean, it could be a few different things, but um, I mean, I don't know what applied anthropology is, really. That means more expensive. What does it mean that, that it's applied? Yeah, the study of human societies and culture and their development. The study of human biological and psych- physiological characteristics and their evolution. Okay. So what's applied anthropology like what do you apply it to i don't really get it what skill is that any kind of anthropological research that is done to solve practical problems hmm like what like Like, getting out from under ninety thousand dollars of debt it's defined as the use of anthropological knowledge and skills to solve real world problems if this guy could solve any real world problems at this point in time with his master's degree then I think he would be getting paid for it, wouldn't you think? Yes. I think that perhaps the weight around his neck is anyway, self-imposed. I, like, it upsets me as a parent to think of a parent who's spending all that money like on their personal journey to their applied anthropology masters while they have three kids and like not thinking about whatever. Uh, so then he tells us, I've never really been in a position where I made enough money to pay my full monthly payments on loans. I've always had to defer it one way or another. I'm assuming that's why it's now. Yeah, he says that meant his loan balance, including interest, grew to one hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars by March of 2020. And that's when his payments stopped. And now it's still getting bigger because he didn't take advantage of the time when his payments stopped to pay down some principal. He use that time to let the interest rack up more. That's when President Donald Trump slapped an emergency COVID-19 moratorium on loan repayments. 
Uh, the moratorium ends September 1 with payments resuming in October. To borrowers with stories similar to Kilman's Abuse Fears, not what the Supreme Court will decide. It's the thought of returning to the financial restraints and worries they knew before the pandemic. The situation is particularly stressful for those who have little chance of paying down their balances. Kilman vividly compares the situation to walking on a treadmill for hours and never reaching any destination or going to the desert and digging a hole only for more sand to continue to fall in and land back where you started. Oh, man. Did he learn that? Is that part of the 150 grand? If you resume these payments, you're going to cause major crisis for millions of American families, says Kilman. That's the pull quote from this whole thing. If you resume these payments, you're going to cause major crisis. You are. Right. Not this guy who was took a journey that is a dead-end loser track, apparently. Applied anthropology. Three, You're going to cause a crisis right. if you try to make him pay. Three and a half million Americans have direct student loan balances of $100,000 or more, while another 8.4 million owe more than 40000 but less than 100000 uh, some of those have medical law or other graduate degrees that will make, be more than sufficient to pay off their debt and live well. But another fast-growing group of high-balance debtors are those like Kilman who took on big debt to earn master's degrees in lower-paying career fields, most notably needed specialties such as social work and mental health counseling. Oh, beautiful. If they were needed, they would pay. You know what people need? People need engineers. People need plumbers. You don't hear anybody complaining that we need plumbers so badly and they just don't get paid enough. Nobody mm-hmm. appreciates the plumbers. And what about their journeys? I know. And nobody pays electricians enough money. Do you know why nobody does underpays electricians? Because electricians are needed and they can ask for whatever amount of money that they want to make. Right, because they didn't go on a journey. Right. They learned a skill <laughs> because and started Because you need your lights to go on when you hit the switch. You know... You do not need Kilman and his applied anthropology degree, which is exactly the problem with it. Needed specialties. <sighs> hey, before we get to the chat chat, uh, is there anything else you wanted to fit in? I feel like there was one more thing. Oh, and then at the end of this article, yes. Um, along with the $10,000 and $20,000 loan forgiveness program now before the Supreme Court, the Biden administration is, has another initiative to help those with no a hope of ever repaying their debts. In January, it proposed a revamp of the IDR plan known as Repay. Those with undergraduate loans would only have to pay 5% of their discretionary income. Currently, it's 10%. Would, uh, would decrease monthly payments by more than half, putting them on a more attainable path to loan forgiveness. Um, currently, it... it would be somewhere in between. So basically like there's already a program in existence, which they're trying to like make even more generous that lets you do income based repayment and get the rest forgiven after you do the income based repayment for 25 years. So what did we decide he is? So that's like by retirement age, shut up, just pay the income based repayment and stop whining. Right? Yes. Like, you can pay 20% of your measly little He's income. He's about to be 40, Alice. I know. Well, maybe he shouldn't have, in his 30s, been doing his little anthrop- applied anthropology journey. You know, like, I, I, He's I a made loser, a decision. Alice. When I had kids, 
in my 20s. I'm sure, about- so sure we're the best model for financial no, responsibility. No, we're not a model for financial responsibility at all. But I just like, you know, I had to make decisions when I had kids in my 20s about whether I was going to like continue going back to school and signing up for more years of student loans or if I was just going to work and make a decent salary and like provide a certain kind of life for my kids, right? I didn't go off and like for the next decade of my kid's life continue <laughs> pursuing my dreams, racking up debt and not earning any freaking money. So I get the feeling... I mean, like, I don't understand the logic of that. Like, as a parent, I find it bizarre. I don't... I get the feeling that the missus uh, has a real job. And he is kind of bumming around, you know, teaching his two classes a week. Well, she's got, like, a marketing degree and actually doing stuff and resentful that she can't be hanging around like he does. Studying Maybe. people. Alice, studying human oh wait, beings. I do have one more thing to get to. I have a happy okay. noise. Want a happy noise? Okay. Uh, this is directly related to one Cyril Shattuck. By the way, I've tweeted out from the Burn Barrel, uh, Burn Barrel account, there has been a uh, subterfuge happening on the chat chat. I don't know if you have access to it. Uh-uh. Yeah, there has been targeted harassment, subterfuge, and hate. Online hate, as a matter of fact, which uh, I've noticed... All right, here is... I don't see anything from the Burn Barrel account about that. You don't see anything from the Burn Barrel account about that? No. On Twitter. Oh, oh, I have to hit the thing that says, do I really want to tweet it, I guess? Hold on. Hold on, Oh, I do find it. No, I found it. Okay. It's here. Just You seeing this? Yep, I see. People are making sport of our (laughs) suggestion. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Listen to this. This is Senpai Jake. Do you know him? I do know Senpai Jake. Who's actually got a real beard, not a homeless overgrowth <laughs> like I have. There has been some commentary. It's starting to make me think you, it's making me second guess. I thought you were cute, but everybody's yelling ab- well, about a- how it makes you look old and homeless. Like- <laughs> Correct. But you, that's what you like. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. If, if she likes it, then I'll keep on doing it. I mean, I don't know if we'll technically be let into the hotel in a few days. But- I did say maybe you should, like, do Sculpt the edges, it. <laughs> like, make it a shape. It's not re- It's not real. <laughs> this is, like, this is rat But you could nest. shave off the part that's, like, on your neck, right? Do you want me to sh- Okay, I'll touch it up tonight. How about that? <laughs> okay, and then let's, we can make let's decisions see how tomorrow. it goes. Okay. This is the noise. This is Senpai Jake's class today. This is um, Five Dragons up in Salisbury, Massachusetts. This is the noise I like to hear. Mm-hmm. This is very good. Um, uh, here we go. Five, four, three, two. There we go. Students are on your feet. Students have a seat. Students have a seat. Students have a seat. Everybody in place, go. Everybody in place, go. There we go. That's a bunch of yes sirs. That's the that's warming them up. They had them on the <laughs> ground. They had them running in place. They had them doing uh, push-ups and all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Loved it. It was a good class. Nicely That's done. That's great. Uh, okay, Alice. Are you okay, ready? Okay, this is the uh, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline Chat Chat, which is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. I'm done. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's get right over here. 
<laughs> the first submission is from not Tim or Steve. Oh, good. Good to know in Whoa, advance. Whoa, what that is that supposed Tim. to mean? No, I mean, it's just good to know for you to know that it's not Tim or Steve as you're trying to plan which ones to play when. And but you don't want to listen to them in advance. Just a, nerve, a note to to assuage, assuage fears. I have reached out to Justin, mm-hmm. and he is doing well. He's just uh, taking a little Justin time, which is a good... Uh, okay. oh, you should call your new podcast, Justin. Call it Justin Time. I thought it was called, like, The Chum Bucket. He oh. was going to do a wrap-up show called The Ooh, Chum Bucket, would be great. wasn't he? Oh, my goodness. That was a lot of information in that last podcast episode. Yeah. I just wanted to um, Alice? sort of reiterate a little bit in song. There's not enough gameness crammed into this church and children should learn (laughs) about sex when they're born. My son is a crackhead and he gets me cash. Inflation (laughs) is highest as it has ever been. Tom cannot grow a proper beard right <laughs> on his face. You're correct. I think that's enough for today. That's right. good. I touched a lot Thank of the both. touched a lot of the important parts of yesterday's show. That was great. You know, the yesterday's show. I mean, we could have gone. Yes, the the adjunct um, uh, anthropology professor Shattuck, Alice Shattuck, took the <laughs> uh, lectern yesterday and gave a lecture. <laughs> I'm with you on this is <laughs> this is this is from uh, as the notes as the byline says Steve from Merrimack. Alice. Okay. I'm with you on uh, Walensky. Absolutely with you on that one. There, there is a certain <laughs> wild to be there. I don't know. I'm I'm attracted to. I'm just still laughing that he wrote Steve from Merrimack. <laughs> it's actually Tim and Clan. Thank you, Tim. We, we usually have. Uh, like-minded uh, taste mm-hmm. to intelligence. I think uh, uh, smart chicks are pretty damn hot in their own right. Sure, but she's good looking to boot. But Klobuchar, yeah. ugh. How about Nobuchar? <laughs> I'm not getting that one, bro. I, I, I get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, treating people like crap. So I, I get that masochist yes. uh, angle, but yes. <laughs> not my thing. And I, I just don't see it. Look at those. Just Google her image. She looks like she should be coaching a girls softball team and then going to have beers at the corral with the rest of the bulls after the game. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. I find that somewhat attractive in its own. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not seeing that, buddy. You you might have to refine the uh, the old taste meter. Tim, it's it's. It's more the attitude, and that she got snowed on. <laughs> who knew it? This is Sola Scriptura from Merrimack. Oh, good. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. What an episode today. My God. <laughs> I, it was, uh, you know, there was a stretch. Had to be like 15 minutes or more where Tom Shattuck did not <laughs> utter a word. And we got maximum Alice F. Buckley. <laughs> it was totally incredible. Cool. And it was typical. You know, very typical. <laughs> Mr. Vidal, uh, today's episode of Firing Line, we're going to be talking about the Reformation. And not just the early Reformation. We're going to talk about the Radical Reformation and uh, John Calvin, Martin Luther, and their impact on it. And, of course, the five solas. The most important of which is Sola Scriptura, as you know. And uh, perhaps we could get into the gay congregational guy, too, and then uh, blowing the chauffeur, which is something you know something about, don't you, Mr. Vidal? You crypto-Nazi. What was the chauffeur proud about? 
don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is that? I remember the crypto Nazi stuff when they went head to head. Was that... I don't know, Steve. I'm gonna need the inside skinny. I know exactly what yeah. happened. Get into your skin suit, you bastard! <laughs> now, the whole the skin suit thing freaked me out because within uh, I don't even know what she, what she was talking about. But you? skin suit, yeah, because I the... said that the gay movement wears Christianity like a skin suit. <laughs> Think of with Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, same here. So I'm driving around all all over New England today in my car going, it puts the lotion on its skin suit skin or else it gets the hose again. And of course, if I'm going to say that, I have to say, put the fucking lotion in the basket. You know? I remember. Thank you. What a, what a wonderful image in my head. And then You're my welcome. favorite line from the reporter from Connecticut was, that the participants, the, the two guys that got up and shouted Bible verses were they. It wasn't that they were not participating in the yeah. in the uh, <laughs> in the sermon or whatever in the mass. They were actively not participating. What the what the hell does that mean? <laughs> they were Thank really, you. really not participating. Steve, you, I've never seen this, and hopefully it comes on the camera. But it took everything, everything Alice Shattuck had in her not to step on you. She knew the line that you were going to say, actively not participating. And she mouthed it along with you. Please tell me that's on video. Please tell me. Oh, she wanted to step on that. Dr. Jellyfinger. I am wearing my step on wife sweatshirt today. Hey, Tom, just a little piece of advice. (laughs) When Rudy mentioned on the show today about the at-home test for the colon check, uh, prostate check that your doctor seems to take enjoyment with um the at-home test is not that you put your own glove on and do your own prostate (laughs) check with a finger in your butt i mean you can if you want but that's not the test Uh, just a little (laughs) fii you know the more you know sharing is caring that's good to know i'm not doing it for you either yeah i wouldn't want you to but you're (laughs) sick enough to do something like that you've done unspeakable things alice Remember the burnt stu- bloody stump of a leg? Yes. A few summers ago? Yeah. It was... Oh! Yes, your third-degree burn was oozing. Oh, yeah, And I on. was having to put salve on it or whatever. Yeah, wait, that I was going to say something oh, else okay. about this. That would <laughs> oh, speaking of at-home tests, just FYI, because I know that we've run into this, and I don't think this is like a thing anymore, thank goodness, but if you ever get asked to do a COVID test that you need like a negative COVID test to do something. Um, we haven't like had one around cause we like would never buy them just to have around. We got our free ones from the government, but that mm-hmm. we, that was it. But, um, they have free ones at the library. Really? In a little basket at the desk. Yeah. Is that just our library or all libraries? I don't know. They're, it's probably a library. I thing. don't haven't been to all libraries, but they so have true. them for free so at true. our library you down haven't? the street. <laughs> Seems like you have so much knowledge. <laughs> you look at yesterday's show, the depths you got into about the Aztecas. Hi, Sola Scriptura from Merrimack. Here we go. <laughs> Was it me or did the uh, Reverend uh, Greg Gray, the pastor, uh, Tim Smythe with a Y, <laughs> and the reporter all sound like, how shall I put this, fellow travelers? I don't know what I that mean, means. Each one of them sounded like they were sent from central casting. You had the, <laughs> the Greg Gray first pastor going, 
<laughs> it's all hate. I'm so busy with all the hate. <laughs> and then, you know, he sounded like Charles Nelson Ryan. Yes, he did. And then you got Tim Smythe, who was like, oh, I think he's just a wasp. Put up with this stuff. Ever. I don't know what that means. And then, you know, he sounded like Charles Nelson Riley. And then you got Tim Smythe, who was like, I've never put up with this stuff ever. And uh, I'm just saying no to that. You know what else he said no to? <laughs> Kissing a girl. I don't know what that means, uh, Esteban okay? from Merrimack. I don't Thank know what you. that means. And then if there was ever a worse example of a reporter Uh-oh. just totally tanking the, the, <laughs> the whole thing, that guy, Jesus, that guy's got to be a, a part of the congregation. That's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said before, he, descri- he described it as it wasn't just that the two people shouting Bible verses weren't participating in the mess they were actively not participating okay that that one's got to go in the yes. et style book and remember okay, they were also you. trespassed out of the building so a few people in the chat to tell us that's apparently a police it's, term is it really yeah okay that when you've that. been trespassed from a place that okay you're not just allowed like to go there anymore dog face pony soldiers the thing everybody knows it everybody well knows people it. in our them. chat said it so they're i liars. trust them no Don't they're good people. people i trust them. i've known some of them they said that i was just gonna say about Stephen merrimack's thing like it wouldn't surprise me actually if the local news like only put gay people on the story of the attack on the Pride Sunday oh, not church at all. because no. during Juneteenth oh, there yeah. were all these awkward segments where they had grabbed like any black person in the building and stuck in, them all on during the, the month of June together. Ninety-seven like, percent of the reporters in the state of Connecticut were black. Suddenly, I don't know where, <laughs> what happened. We haven't seen them before or since, but they like got all the black people in the building together and were like, "You guys discussed Juneteenth." Do you ever remember when Jesse Jackson was on? Uh, SNL. It would have been. You would have had to seen like the old so. tape of it. It was 1984. He ran mm-hmm. for president. There was a great. There's a great. Uh, a great skit where Jesse Jackson, Lauren Michaels, is showing Jesse around the building, around the SNL, mm-hmm. 40, 30 Rock, whatever. And they hear. They hear in the control room that, that Jesse's coming, and all the control room guys run out, and they bring a bunch of black guys in there <laughs> pretending they're. <laughs> It was, it was great. Yeah, the local TV stations in Connecticut looked like that <laughs> for a while. Um, anyway, so thank you guys, obviously, for listening. If you want to be in our live chat, that is patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You also get some extra content each week if you do that. If you prefer to listen for free, then you can go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can leave those chat chat messages. I enjoyed the labeling today. I thought it was like the best chat chat ever. So, you Ooh. know, label, don't label. Um, loved it. Say 